Today on another Sports by Fry podcast, it is Sunday, so of course that means I'm sitting down with JLo. Huge weekend of sport. Uh, Wimbledon was decided in both the ladies and the men's. The World Cup just finished uh, about an hour or two ago, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Of course, we've got to talk our AFL fantasy teams, um, talk some actual football as well, see what happened. A few things happening on the Sports by Fry site. Um, by the time you're listening to this, you can probably go and check out the round 17 AFL fantasy wrap. A um, few other pieces I got up there. Mellow's potential landing spot. Will he uh, pair up with another banana boat bro? Time will tell. A um, few other pieces. I might even do a Novak Djokovic piece this week because um, I'm a big Novak fan. And I'll do a little bit of a summer league wrap up. A big off-season NBA tracker planned as well to talk about uh, the moves that your favourite NBA team made this off-season. But... Enough talking about the things that are coming. Let's dive right into the Sunday sit-down. Thanks for tuning in on another Sunday sit-down. Uh, the 15th of July now, halfway through the month. couple of weeks left in the AFL fantasy season. couple of games left of Summer League. And then things really dry up for a little period of time. Uh, joined once again by JLo. How are you this fine Sunday, my friend? Good, mate. I'm uh, excited for the week to start back up again. Have a very productive week. So. Yeah. Uh, Monday I don't usually look forward to, but I've got a lot of uh, exciting things planned for sports be this week. So Monday's uh, I'm actually looking forward to this one. Yeah, should be no, good. Mate. No, excited. All right, let's not waste any time. I want to talk about my... my <clears throat> let me try again. My AFL fantasy team. Oh, uh, massive. I thought, I thought you might. Yeah. Yeah. After scoring 23-14, um, I was pretty up and about. Although, weirdly, I think I only moved up by about 100 spots, something like that. Not much. It was a huge round, massive scores yeah. um, all across the board. There were yeah. 21 players that scored over 120. Mm. Huge. Okay. That's got to be, I don't know if this is a fact or not, but that's got to be like at least a yearly record. Surely that was the most this year. Yeah. Last yeah, week was another right. high-scoring round as well, but a lot of popular names this week. Yeah, no, I had a, I had a ton of them as well. I had a 150-plus from old Tommy Mitchell, yep. had a 130, a lot of 120s, Brayshaw, uh, Merritt, those guys all produced. So, yep, you're right. Oh, Goldstein again. So Yeah, I, but I, totally I flagged agree. it. Goldie's, Goldie's on point right now. Yeah, I, look, I, I've always intended to bring Gorn... In for him, but uh, he's just playing too well at the moment for me to drop him. So I might as well just roll on with him until the day comes for old uh, the be- the bearded giant to come in. The bearded and, uh, See what he can do. He has been fucking good though. Did Gordon. you uh, join in on the AFL fantasy uh, parade the year that Goldie was like kind of considered a bit of a Brownlow chance, and he was like one of the better players? In the uh, league? I wasn't playing. Uh, I wasn't playing. Fantasy, but I was yeah. watching. That was the peak of my AFL watching. So From I was, memory, I was, that was watching 2016, him. but it might have been 15, even earlier. Yeah, I think it was. It was him and Natanui. Yeah, kind of the two right. dogs, and then Natanui kind of got a bit injured. So yeah. I think it might have been our our grand final year. Yeah, okay. Being honest. So yeah, I did watch him. Didn't see his scores. So yeah, well, there was better. that year. Um, I probably should have got the scores up in front of me, but yeah, I can't remember off the dome that year. He was just unstoppable. He looks like he's starting to hit that form again. He's been the best ruckman for a very long time. Like, he probably has actually. Yeah, he was even, He was one of the 
better ruckman. It was him and Sam Jacobs when Dean Cox was still running around. Yeah, yeah. So it's no surprise to me that he's doing this. He just hasn't been healthy since he did that weird knee thing. Yeah, that, he's... That he, knee injury that they brought the circle in to stop. That's what he got. You, do you know that? No. It was a knee clash. Yeah. And he, he the reason they brought in the circle and the, the bounce, so yeah. you can't go around the side, so you can't get this particular knee clash, and he ended up getting it anyway. Oh, there yeah. you go. Poor bastard. There's, uh, Him and Hamish McIntosh, I think, both got it. There's two subsequent ruckmen from the Roos. From They've had North. a shocking run. They should have had the best ruckman for the last 10 years. But I don't even both remember. Them, yeah. yeah. I do remember Hamish Mac. I was always a big uh, Hamac fan. But, yeah, Goldie delivered. A lot of other players delivered. Um, like I said uh, in the intro, probably by the time you're listening to this, I'll put up my fantasy wrap so you can see how my team went. But looks pretty green from what I can see, right? Yeah, here, it was mate. all right. Twenty three, like I said, twenty three fourteen was my score. Plenty but you of... managed to uh, top up. Sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, just looking at your team, there's plenty of blokes who failed to fire though. I know, like three. I'm looking Handful at Simpson, Yo, and Sidebottom are all below eighty. Like, yep. And like well enough below 80 for you to be like, that was a shit effort. Yeah, and Rocky and Gibbs failed to fire for me really yeah. as well. Mickey Walters let me down a bit. There was plenty of room for improvement, which is classic. There is. Um, I was carried a little bit. I think I had the top four scorers this week. It's pretty lucky. So um, I was carried by them, mm. but I'll take it. Doesn't yeah. matter how you get there as long as you get the points. So. I was similar. I didn't have uh, Whitfield or Danger doing those huge things for me. Yep. Um, what do you manage? If you pretty much, if you took those two scores off your scores around what I got. Yeah, okay. take, take, Oh, I know. Sorry, I wasn't that far off. I was no. about 200 off. Yeah, so, okay. Um, I was around 2150-odd. Or about, yeah, 2114. Similar-ish so. to where I'm at at the um, moment. Which is, it's always nice to see me getting over two. It's, pretty, Eight. it's a fucking rare occurrence. I so. aim for about 2223 two, for my scores each week, and yeah. you aim for two. So at yeah. the moment, we're both, uh, yeah. we're both <laughs> happy. Yeah, so I still had plenty of blokes who didn't step up as well. So Yeah. Um, hence why I was actually had a pretty average score for the week. But yeah, there were a lot of, uh, like I've already mentioned, big scores across the board. So it was easy for... Well, not necessarily easy, but it was easier for mm. people to uh, crack those milestones, the 2,000, the 2-2. Yeah. Saw a couple of scores even in the 2-5s, and I think the bloke who won the round was like 2-6 or something yeah. stupid. So Yeah. Good yeah, when you, when you hear that, you're like, oh, I'm 300 points off the people who are leading the yeah, competition. 300 isn't a lot, but it is a lot in the 300 same. every week uh, but if you puts you 18,000th instead of first. Essentially, so, what I they, guess. essentially what they had is they, they had those four blokes who didn't fire for you, fire. Yeah. So it's, you're, when you think about it that way, you're not actually that far off. Neither am I, uh, you know. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Um, like I said, though, a lot of numbers around the league that are very uh, tempting, so that makes... A lot of trade plans this week, uh, very yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm probably parting with Lockie Neal this week. Because Dockers, of his run? A little bit, yeah. and he just hasn't really done what I thought he'd do this year. He's been good for 100 every week, but I thought this would be the season that he kind of almost broke out. But mm. there's a lot of scores either in this just under, sorry, just between 100 and 110 or they're just over that mark, or mm. just under, which is fine, great consistency, but, you know, someone that you can have in your team for the first 15 or so weeks, first four months of the year. For stability. And yeah. then you flip them to yeah. Kelly or I'm Gaff in, or someone like that. So I think that's where I'm at this week. I'm in the exact same boat. With I have Neil on my side as well, but I've also got one of those uber 
consistent guys in Scott Pendlebury, mm-hmm. who's really the last two weeks has failed to fire even to hit those hundreds. But yeah. I, him and um, Neil are probably the the prime suspects for those sidewards moves to Dusty or Sloan or Shuey or guys who are now producing. Yeah, um, I think that's probably the way I'll go. So those two guys in the next two weeks. For There's me. a lot of options, especially in the midfield. You can either Gosh. go up to. The likes of, you know, a McRae or a Gaff or a Kelly, if you don't have any of those. But you can also go down to, like, yeah, Dusty, Shuey, Sloan. Yeah, there's a, there's there's a, a lot huge of swing. Value. There's a big swing from 800k to 550 six, to 600. Yeah, yeah. 550, where you, you can get 120 from any of those. Well, a lot of those blokes. So, yeah. I, being in the position I am, I've got no one to do those close upgrades, like Guelphy and stuff. Yeah. Um, I, well, Guelph is probably the last one I have to go to a 600-plus player, and I'm going to need to make those sideways moves. So you saw many, it this week. It wasn't, didn't work many, out great. Yeah, but, that's, uh, that's all right. You've got to take, uh, risk it to get a biscuit. Well, I've many, got plenty of cap spaces. How well. many rookies you got left on the deck? Uh, it's a good question. I, it, w- it would be about four. Mm-hmm. But those guys are Guelph and Ahern who are playing as well as half of my, my good players. Yeah, so true. it's not bothering me too much. I feel like there's a couple of rookies every year you could probably get away with leaving on your field. <coughs> Kelly. Yeah, well, Kelly's a perfect example. But even if Guelphie gives me 90 and O'Hearn gives me 80, I'm not, I'm not worried. Like, it's more getting rid of these shitty scores from these quality players. That's it. At this point of the year, you know, even I said it in the wrap-up, which I've half-written at this point, um, even though players are scoring like an 80-odd it's not good. Like Bryce Gibbs, 84. No. No, nah, mate. No. Sorry. Need more. Yeah. Side bottom being tagged for a 48, I can obviously, I wouldn't have liked it, but I can yeah. accept it if he steps up. There's not many league, great so. taggers in the league, honestly. Not, like ben so. Jacobs, who's still coming off that injury. Hutchings has probably proven to be one of the Hutchings better ones. Hutchings might be the one at the moment, especially from a get your own as well as shut someone else he, down perspective. He does do a fucking good job of that, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I guess there's the then there's the guys like Cripps, who's the, uh, probably like the other That's example. True. He's not really a tagger, but he does the tagging role. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, there's not too many of those blokes who are going to chop side, side bottom down to 40. No, you're right. Whatever. You're right. You so should be right. I think as well, sticking on side bottom and Gibbs, there's two who were in my team this week that let me down. Mm. I think unless... A premium dude puts together a few scores like this. I don't think. I think we need to be careful not to overreact. You know, like, yo, he had a seventy-six. Well, we're not going to go trading him out for Brayshaw who had a one-twenty, are we? Well, it's Yoey's obviously a little bit of a different example, but and I could probably practice what I preach and not trade out Lockie Neal, who's been fine. But I am going up to someone who's better. Yeah, so, yeah, I just. A lot of people could overreact at this time of year. Back your premiums in. They're yeah. in your team for a reason. I reckon. Uh, if you've got them in there, stay for, stay firm unless they dish up like three shit scores in a row. I reckon. Yeah, I think it as well through the midfield, it's it's more acceptable to overreact. Like obviously you're not getting rid of Yo because there's literally six good backmen and the rest yeah. are shit. Same, even worse in the forward line. So like you, you, maybe through the midfield you can overreact a bit. Like I'm not opposed to that, especially Fair like point. we said. You can save 150k and still get 100 from the bloke, you know? So down at the 550 mark yep. rather than spending 800 or whatever. So I, I, I agree, in, yeah, in small parts. But yeah, uh, there's de- obviously there's um, but you you know, could different, end up different anomalies that change things. Yeah. But yeah, I think overall it's probably a little bit of a smarter move to hold those primos and still, even if guys like Guelphie and Ahern are getting your 80 and 90, 
Remember, they still are rookies. So yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. In, a, in a perfect world, if you can trade them, um, yeah, don't get fooled into trusting yeah, a sorry. couple of 90s. But I think um, Guelph is a little bit of a different scenario. Well, yeah, I, actually, I, I, don't I don't know. I don't think so. Guelph has been pretty average. Like, he just has a 90 every now and then, who, and that makes you think he's quality. And his price keeps going up. But, it, like, yeah, he, he's probably a little bit sneaky. But, like, I, so I should say I misunderstood what you meant by overreacting about the premiums. I didn't understand you meant instead of getting rid of a, a rookie off yeah. the field. Yeah, so that's obviously a better option. Uh, but with this close to the end of the year, it might be time to be like, I'm not fucking waiting around for you to give me 130 when yeah. I know I can go out get Dane Beams for 130 a game. You know? yeah. Like, um, yeah, it's a tricky one. I'm in that spot. I was in that spot with Robbie Gray, and it's now killed me, yeah. unfortunately. I've let it sort of chip away too much and yeah. I'm, fe- I'm feeling the same pinch with Josh Kelly well some people might be in that boat with Ed Kerner as well I don't know off the top of my head what he had this week but I know yeah. Carlton didn't score a lot I so. thought Ed was okay I think he would have had a 70 or an 80 so his value would have gone down again yeah well yeah he's uh, I would have got off him by now I think yeah. if I had Ed that's an example of someone I think last week who could have been like okay and yeah. to be honest Patrick Dangerfield fits the bill as well in that mould but yeah. This week he showed why you hold your premiums. Well, and the DPP was a massive for him. Massive bonus. He's all of a um, sudden the best fucking forward, isn't he? Like, absolutely. Must have. Well, I don't know if he's the best, but probably he has the potential to be the best. Easily. Not this season's Dangerfield. I'm not ready to put him as the best just yet. I still have the Hoth. If he does uh, something similar to last week, then well, I'll look, give he it. could quite easily slot back into doing his big 120s. I could see that happening, yeah. but. Um, yeah, time will tell. You wonder if he's been under a bit of an injury cloud. And maybe know? that's why they're playing him forward. Uh, but they just haven't set it. Like, kind of similar to the way they were approaching Sloan. And well, then it went a bit weird. I think I even remember them talking about some form of niggle and him being a laid out. It would have been months ago now, yeah. but yeah, I, I do those remember Those things linger those. if you play every single You're week right. and train five times. A little a groin week. tweak or something. Yeah, it adds yeah, up. Uh, up. Before we dive into the actual footy rather than fantasy, have you... Uh, Done much NFL fantasy in the past? American football? I did one season with you. I was actually pretty fucking good. You were? Um, but no. But it's something I'm I'm looking to get on this year. Especially having... I've had a great time. Always loved basketball. Yep. Which we do every year. Um, but I've had an awesome time with the AFL. So I, I'll probably put in a concerted effort to understand the NFL and play a season with Nice. Them. Yeah, I'm just looking... Because there's six weeks left in the AFL fantasy uh, world... A lot of people, Basketball's a while off too. Yeah, a lot of people will run out of uh, fantasy sports to talk about. And to be honest, I love doing NFL fantasy. For those people who are listening, it is actually quite easy to do. I always use ESPN. So I think I'm just going to start touching on that a little bit because the NFL season isn't that far away. Mm. Pre-season starts, I think, oh, I think it's around September. Um, I'd have to double-check the dates. But, yeah, I'm going to start talking a little bit more about the NFL and fantasy football. It's never too early to start thinking about that draft, mate. Absolutely. Um, And to be honest, I think that doing fantasy sports is the easiest way to start following a sport or one of. So if you're... Or buying the PlayStation game. True. If you want to jump into the uh, NFL world, then, yeah, I'm going to start uh, touching on that a little bit more. So uh, just a little teaser there. But, yes, enough fantasy stuff. Let's talk about the real footy. Good week for me. Biggest game of the week was easily two versus three. And as we uh, all know now, the winner was the West Coast Eagles. A little bit of a sour note in the West Coast game, which we won't talk about just yet. But what are your 
First, just reactionary thoughts to the Eagles winning over Collingwood at the MCG. Well, I'm just grabbing up the the um, games that have happened over the weekend because I remember thinking a couple of hours ago, I think that might have been, other than what you alluded to earlier, might have been the perfect week for West Coast in terms of how their premiership hopes have, are looking. Like yeah. The teams above us and around us all lost. The teams who oh, did okay, it, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. um, Port Adelaide got knocked off by the Dockers. You know, yeah, that's true. perfect for me. So I think it, it was honestly Tiggy, Tiggy's lost. Tiggy's lost. Like, and we looked great on the G. So honestly, I, I really think after watching that game, I'm now I'm a bit one-eyed. I don't think I'm that one-eyed. I honestly think we're the team to beat in the league. I think we probably have the biggest chance of taking out the Premiership this year. The way everything's looking. Um, other than I think if the Giants put it together and obviously Richmond are the other hopes and Sydney is always scary. I'm still not big on the Giants because um, they're like, because they're thin. Is that why? That and I've just never been a believer. I just don't think that the way they go about it. I don't know why they've okay. got a lot of. Why don't their I clearance in the work is just second to none. Them and them and Port Adelaide, and I just think I think they do it better than anyone. To be honest, I guess it is just the depth. I mean, outside of the top, like I reckon six or seven dudes. Yeah, I don't trust any of the Giants, and that's like the that's healthy fair. six or seven. That's fair, but yeah, that's I, I just I've always I don't know. I've always just thought that they were weren't the real deal. I guess effectively for one of the they're playing Port. This week, yeah. coming up uh, for one of them, you know, season's pretty much on the line. So. Real, yeah, realistically. And at, uh, Port Adelaide, I, I was sort of all on board, but now I'm a bit worried about it. Well, you can honest. say the same, you know, we've got five versus seven and six versus eight this week in the... Um, for the actually ladder position, it's going to be very interesting. Because the other game I'm talking about, of course, is Geelong. the um, Geelong and Melbourne game. Mm. So, yeah, we'll find a lot out about those... Uh, Bottom four, top eight teams. What, what do you honestly think? Like, where, where there's so it's Richmond, West Coast, Collingwood, Sydney, Port Melbourne. Where do you think it honestly stops the, the premiership window on this ladder? Well, One, two, well, let's three. look at it. So, looking at the entire league, who do you think can win the flag this year at the moment? I honestly think it's either the, the Eagles or the Tigers. Yeah. I don't. Sydney, maybe, because it's Sydney. Sydney are a very professional team. They're like the Spurs, I guess. You they, know, are, they always just seem to be yeah. in the mix. Um, Oh, man, the, I just I, the reason the cats could make it. Honestly. I said the cats at the start of the year. Um, that was my preseason yeah, pick, but I, I think it might be the, the top moment, two as well. Maybe GWS. I've got I got a bit of faith in those just elite mids that they have. Yeah, um, especially if Phil Davis gets back and Je- Jezza Cameron's not back this year, is he? Je- Mitch. Uh, Je- no, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I don't know yeah. why. <laughs> Do you need the government? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought. You- yeah. Um, is he back this went. year? Or is he... Season? I think so. Oh, okay. no, he's suspended, remember? Oh, I thought he did something. No, oh, I think he, he did something oh, before. He got, remember, yeah, he elbowed right. old mate, and Harris Andrews. Five weeks or something, yeah. didn't he? See, if he comes back, gives him somewhere to, to kick, I don't know. I could see him doing it. But I, I, I kind of tend to agree. The one and two are probably well, the only guys who can win it. We, uh, we like the one and the two. Collingwood's... Floating around the third I got spot, no but I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still verdict's still out a little. Well, we bit said it during the game. They they're really propped up by youth, and they got found out a bit. Yeah, and that endurance September. That's not the way you want to be. That's true. All right, let's play a game. Let's look at teams from fifth through to twelfth. Look a little bit at their uh, run home and just project whether we think they're a finals team or not. Okay. So keep in mind that they're going to talk about eight teams. There's only four final spots for these eight. 
We're going 5-12. 12 So, let's start with the fifth team. Fifth team is Port Adelaide. So, obviously, as we all know, they had a shithouse loss on the weekend. And they don't have the cruisiest no. run home. Um, they do, on a fantasy perspective. They've got an awesome matchup. But, yeah, there's a couple of teams that just throw a bit of a spanner into the works. They've got the Giants at home next week. Then the Dogs, Crows, and Eagles after that, and finish yeah. off with the Pies and Dons. They so, got quite a lot of games at the, at the Adelaide Oval, which yeah, might I play into their favour. Yeah, four out of their last, well, they got now six. From yeah. memory, their gun's there, right? They don't lose their a lot. They're pretty good at home, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I would count them in, especially because where they're sitting, percentage is solid enough. I, I'll, I'll backport in, because they've got that one extra win over Melbourne, yeah. who I also like. They're, they're six on the ladder. Their run home is looking like Geelong, Adelaide, Gold Coast, Sydney, West Coast, GWS. Back half isn't too nice. Yeah. The next three games is okay, depending on what Geelong serves up. Where is that? G- oh, that's um, Skilled Stadium, is it? Yeah. GM- they play HBA. Geelong. Yeah, the GMHBA or whatever the fuck it is. Um, I like Melbourne, though, to get in. Yeah, so they're... At the moment, Port Adelaide's on 44 points, it's tied just, with... Um, wasn't last year, like, the tightest race for the finals? Yeah, and, and at the start of this better. year, I said, I reckon this year's going to be better. Fuck, man. I'm on record. I'm, uh, I haven't been right about a lot of things this year, but the things, the left-of-field predictions I've made, I've hit on. Anyway, Dees, they're going to make it? Yes or no? Can I see the other runs home first? I, so, they're I, run home the again. Head, Geelong, honestly. Adelaide, Gold Coast, Sydney, West Coast, GWS. I'm gonna I don't no. reckon they're going to make it. I'm saying no. Yeah. Because they'll need to win. Without seeing the other games, I'm going to say no. Yeah. Well, they need to... Let's see. They've got 10 wins at the moment. I think 12, maybe even 13 might be needed to get in this year. Um, probably 12, though, yeah, looking 12. at the congestion. So, if they need 12 wins, they only need two, two more. Gold Coast... Yep. That's probably a win. But to be honest, I don't know who else they're going to beat. Yeah. I, Adelaide in Adelaide, GWS on the G. It could come down to GWS on the G last game. I really, really want to see Melbourne make it. Like, I feel so sorry for these guys. And especially because they've started early again yeah. saying, hey, when's the last time Melbourne made the finals? Like, they're going to make it. Um, I could see it going wrong again for these poor bastards. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, they worry me a bit as well. I yeah. Think. Like, they're leaning on guys like Brayshaw and stuff who are just a bit unproven, like, for the most part. Well, you could, s- could argue that they're propped up by youth as well. I mean, yeah. earlier in the year when they were firing, it was guys like Jesse Hogan and Brayshaw, and they've got a couple of veterans around the mix, but, yeah, they're interesting. So, sorry, did you say yes or no, they don't make it? I'm saying no. Yeah, same. Yeah. All right, straight on to the person or the team under them, two points below is the Giants. I think they'll make it. I think... Judging on their run home, I think they're going to get it done. Okay. Just, but yeah, yeah, no, they'll make it. I They've think got. You, it might come, it could come down round. to that last game against yeah. Melbourne. Um, their run home, as I mentioned, they have Port Adelaide this week in Port Adelaide. Then St Kilda, Carlton, Adelaide, and Sydney before that final game against the Demons. They only one... have two of the games. Sorry, at um, Spotless, okay. they got another one in Canberra. So I don't know. Does that count as a? It's a home, home game. game. <laughs> I don't feel like Spotless has harbours quite the home ground advantage than a lot of these other places do. Like, yeah. home games for GWS don't strike me as a real advantage. Nah, neither. Um, so, I, I wouldn't count that on that too much. I think, really, this game, this week, Port Adelaide versus them, will well, pretty much... Yeah, season's on the line, really, for both uh, squads. For both squads. I, I think, because the run afterwards is fine. Like, mm-hmm. they should pick up two or three wins in the next three weeks. But it's this Port game. It's at Port Adelaide, right? Yep. 
but they're coming off of shiking from the Dockers. Yeah. Right? And the Giants and no are coming Robbie off. No, nah, probably not. And the Giants are coming off, and probably no Paddy Ryder. The Giants mm. are coming off a close win over Richmond, but, um, you know, it's probably a bit of an uplifting win. So I yeah. think Paddy Ryder is who's been propping Port Adelaide up in this research. Yeah, you've been big on his form this I year. I just think and he's how so important. With Port being good, yeah. Because they, like, they now have arguably the best midfield in the league, yep. clearance-wise especially, and it's because of Ryder. Like, you can't yeah, be right. the best clearance team in the league without a decent Ruckman. True. You know? Except for GWS's maybe. So GWS, in or out on them? In. Okay, I'm going to say no. Only because I've uh, already uh, elaborated on my disdain and hate for the Giants. So, moving on to team number eight, the Geelong Cats. they got the Ds this week. But then they've got a nice little juicy run over the next five games. They play Brisbane, Fremantle and Gold Coast. Don't leave the state either. No, true. They play Brisbane, Fremantle and Gold Coast with two games against Richmond and Hawthorne sandwiched in there. So Those are at the G, the other four at the Skilled Stadium. Yeah, so they've got four it. games at Skilled, yeah. uh, two games at the G against the Tiggies and the Hawks. Um, I think, to be honest, they could even run the table. Maybe not that game against Richmond, but uh, yeah, that's looking like a pretty solid run home. So I think the Giants, uh, sorry, the Cats, uh, certainties to finish inside the top eight, okay. barring some big injuries. How about yourself? Uh, yep, I'll, I'll, that run is too juicy um, yeah. for them not to make it. And honestly, I need, now need to adjust my uh, ins and outs for my fantasy team, having seen that. Yeah, well, uh, knowing yeah. that I've got. Um, Paddy Dangerfield and seeing that run that does uh, give me a little bit of a, a smile on my dial but um, okay so out of those teams who are in the bottom four and so the top I just eight said if Melbourne you can decode missing. that yeah you said the D's are out and I've yep. got the D's and the Giants missing okay. so now we're moving into teams who are currently sitting outside the eight yep. albeit I think um, North and Hawthorne are only out by percentage from Geelong um, but yeah let's look at North who <laughs> I predicted to win the wooden spoon. Uh, ninth, big game this week against Collingwood. Yeah. And then they've got West Coast at Blundstone. Hobart. 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 Haven't they already played down there? I think so. They played a couple no, of games. No, did they play there. in Hobart? I yeah, think it Hawks, was Hawks. Hawks and. Oh, I don't know, to be honest. Like, they, they used to play at um, Manuka on the Gold Coast. I can't remember if they cut their affiliation with. Hobart, but oh, I do know that New Blundstone New is... New Zealand is... I'm sure Blundstone's Hobart. Okay, anyway, yeah. regardless of where they're playing the Eagles, they probably won't be favourites. No. Then they've got Brisbane, the Dogs, Adelaide and St Kilda. Good run. Very interesting batch. Um, three games in Melbourne, three games away from Melbourne. Some easy teams, some teams that are in the middle of the road similar to them. I'm going to say that they don't pull it out only because... I think they'll lose their next two, which will take them to yeah. nine and nine, and then they need to win their next three basically to make it. So yeah, it's well, a three of their next four essentially. Yeah, I, so, it's funny because as I looked at the ladder, I was like, I thought North and Adelaide to come in, mm-hmm. two to fall out. Yeah, but I just can't realistically can't find a spot for North with this run home. Yeah, I no, so. I don't think so. Sorry, Ruse fans, um, you didn't win the spoon like I predicted, but yep. you're not going to make the eight. Um, Hawthorne, as I mentioned, are also just outside on percentage. They have a nice run home-ish. They've got Carlton and Frio in the next fortnight, followed by Essendon at Geelong, um, back-to-back at the G, and then they play St Kilda at Etihad and finish with Sydney in Sydney. So 
again, if you're working off the form that they need 12 to 13 wins, I can see that happening. So they might have shot themselves in the foot after losing to the Lions this weekend. Yeah, that was massive. Just quietly, three wins in a row for Brisbane. Yeah. Maybe they're starting to turn the corner. That's what you like to see. It's a lot more encouraging than Carlton and Gold Coast. Yeah. Um, Incidentally, just quickly, I know we're getting sidetracked. Who do you think is the bigger problem between those two? Carlton, Gold Coast? Carlton. Okay. Interesting. I think Gold Coast. Okay. That's something we might uh, we'll dig into. I was going to say, we might look at that and remember to talk about it next week. Let's mm. do a real big deep dive on that. Anyway, um, Hawks. <sighs> oh, I think, it's well, tough. I've said only one team can make it. Yeah. I think, I've, I don't know what Adelaide's run's like. I, I think they've turned the corner as well. Adelaide? I think so. So do I. Yeah, I think they honestly, they could run the table from yeah. here. Like, well, I think Hawthorne oh, just yeah. misses out then. Um, only because Adelaide's going to need four wins, though, aren't they? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So I think Hawthorne, looking at their upcoming fixtures, they should, should, get, those first, should get the next two, maybe even three wins, which, to be honest, would put them in there. But they did just lose to Brisbane, so yeah. and I don't Frio's know. And looking okay. It's Carl a tough call, but um, oh, did I? No, I've got two teams who can jump you in. You have two. I have one. All right. Well, then I'll say the Hawks make it. Okay. Only because I've said the other two drop out. Yeah. But if. Yeah, it'll come down to pretty much Hawthorne and GWS, yeah. right? And it could be the last game. So, yeah, I'll give the Hawks uh, a t- jump in. Why not? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have them missing because I'll back Adelaide in. Yeah. I, I think they're going to... Could even honestly run their whole... Well, life. speaking of the Crows, next up they've got the Lions in the Gabba, which all of a sudden isn't a, no. isn't a cakewalk. Um, D's at Adelaide, Port Adelaide at Adelaide, GWS in the middle of bumfuck nowhere in Canberra. Followed by North and Carlton to end the year. Not they a bad run. Could just run the table. They could. They could lose every game as well. They could. They've been a bit all over the shop. Well, I'll they? give them the Carlton win. But um, yeah, I think Adelaide's turned the corner with Sloan and a few of their other mids coming back. Who Crouch isn't that far away either, actually. Not just right. their midfield, but I think what's really helped them is their forwards are back now. They've yeah. got Eddie Betts, Taylor Walk. Oh, they still don't even have Mitchie Govs. Yeah. But they've got like Jenkins, Lynch, yeah. Tex, and Eddie Betts, and we saw it on. Thursday night, they piled the points on against Geelong, even though it was only like 110 points. Yeah. For a team that's averaging around 80 for the year, that's huge. So, mm. yeah, yeah, I'll back you got the Crows right? getting in as well then? I do, yeah. I know it's a bit of a flyer, but I think they'll make it. Well, that means that both of us aren't fans of the Dons, who are 8 and 8, Quickly sitting 12th run, spot. Um, they got the Dockers next week, who are just below them on 13th, but another loss behind them, so I think effectively you can draw a line through Fremantle. Yeah. Imagine if Fremantle ran the table. We've got, just quietly, let me quickly do me, uh, no me Frio deep dive. No Hawthorne, uh, Essendon this week, Hawthorne, West Coast, Carlton, Geelong, Collingwood. Get out of town, mate. Yeah, right. Fair call. Well, if we only need 12 wins, all we need to do is we top Essendon and Hawthorne. Mate, we lose to you, boys. Then we top Carlton. Yeah, no, all right. You need five. All right, enough. Um... The Dons run home Frio this week um, in Melbourne. Then they've got Sydney in Melbourne, followed by Hawthorne in Melbourne, St Kilda in Melbourne, Richmond in Melbourne, and then Port Adelaide in Adelaide. Makes you feel for those in like interstate teams. Oh yeah, you know? seeing that it does. Uh, anyway, and yeah. it's not like the the Adelaide trip's a long one from Melbourne. No, it's a one hour flight. That's know? the annoying thing being in WA is anywhere we have to travel is a long no, fl- or a decent flight. Anyway, yeah. yep. Don's not going to make it. Sorry, Phil. They need to win four of their last six. I honestly think they might lose four of their last yeah, six. Yeah, I so, agree. Especially with a couple of injuries piling up. So my eight then will be Giants and at this moment the D's dropping out, filled in by Adelaide and Hawthorne. And you've got 
the Giants dropping out, was it? No, for I had the Melbourne, Crows? Melbourne dropping out. Oh, the D's for the Crows. And I do have... I did have... Scroll up. I think I had the Hawks getting in because of their run. Um, but I would much prefer Adelaide to make it. You know? Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the season unfolds. Once again, another close finals race. Um, should be awesome to watch. Do you reckon the Eagles can win the minor premiership? Yeah, I think so. Do you reckon they should? I reckon they will, yep. I yeah. think they will and they should. I seriously do. With those forwards back. And I, I, we, we haven't touched on it, but Nick Nat went down. Yeah, with yeah prob- we, we literally didn't touch it. We just pretended it didn't even happen. <laughs> with a probable ACL. Well, they yeah. just said ACL. I don't, yeah. yeah. There's enough people that watch enough footy to know what an ACL looks like. And enough people have said that's an ACL. Yeah, well, anyway, we'll see what happens. But I... Um, uh, I th- I don't think a lack of a pr- premier ruckman has ever stopped you well, from well, winning a premiership. So. Didn't stop you winning that game. No, life no, set looked good. You In got Vardy, it, who looked solid the we week were before. Better. We yeah, were better right. after he went down, and we can bring Vardy had sixty six hit outs in the waffle. Like he's a good ruckman. He's yeah. not a great ruckman. Like if we need that second ruckman, like we've been playing all year, great him. You yeah, know? absolutely. So I'm not worried about it. We've got good midfielders, so we should be fine. I reckon we'll win it. Things are all right. I think uh, Fremantle will probably win a couple more games as well. It was a massive win over Port. I don't want to see us win, but yeah, it's a funny one. look, to be honest, if it means we pick seventh instead of second, um, and you know, it, actually, it actually builds a bit of a good culture and the kids get used to winning, and yeah, I, I'll take wins. I have said all along that I want us to lose, but I guess we're in a pretty win-win scenario. Yeah. Um, could and there's a lot of other teams just quickly who are from Fremantle down, like Brisbane as well now and St Kilda that could just throw a couple of spanners in the works for these finals yep. teams. Yeah, I agree. It'll be very interesting close to the season. While the AFL season is close to finishing, the NBA season is slowly getting closer to starting up again. A um, couple of other players signed this week. Still a sort of few. I think I'm trying to think off the top of my head who's left. Still a few blokes who are worth signing. Jabari Parker just got snapped up by the Bulls. Mm. Um, Clint is still a free agent. Marcus yeah. Smart. Rodney Hood as well. Still a few dudes out there. But you got the Nugget... Do, does Capella have to be really worried about getting the money he wants now? Well, apparently, I wrote yesterday, Friday, I wrote an article about the best dudes left. And when I was talking about Capella, he got offered a five-year, $85 million deal from Houston at the start of the off-season, mm. uh, the start of free agency, but didn't take it. So I think, obviously, what's happened now is he's gone out to the market, hasn't got yeah. anywhere near what he thought, gone back to Houston. They're like, sorry, buddy, we're not paying you as much. Yeah. So I think he'll stay in Houston, and I think he'll still make a pretty deep... He'll probably get, like, Ten four million. years for... Uh, I, I honestly reckon he might even still get 15 or 14 yeah. million. No, I hope year. so. He deserves it. Yeah. Just I'd like one of those to, funny free agents. I'd like to see him get his money and maybe take less years. Like maybe do a three-year, yeah, I don't know, 55 idea. mil or something and the last year's a player option, a uh, team option. Houston would probably be more attracted to that anyway, yeah, let's be honest. It probably suits them, especially yeah. considering they've got so much money um, committed to Harden and Chris Paul. If they could get a shorter contract for Capella, it yeah. might work out. Anyway... Um, that's not the signing I want to talk about. I want to talk about IT to the Nuggets. Ooh, baby. You happy? Well, as I was saying, West Coast had the perfect week. I think, I think the Nuggets might have had the perfect off, off-season free agency. Like, they dumped that salary they needed to probably get rid of. Mm-hmm. They could have held it and just had it expire, and that would have been fine. But they got rid of it anyway for the sake of a protected first rounder and yeah. a second rounder. 
So what JLo's referring to is um, not that IT move, but that Fareed, Daryl Arthur, and Wilson Chandler now have yep. all been traded um, for a couple of essentially, basically a couple of picks. For nothing. Yeah. Um, on Friday, Fareed and Arthur were dumped in Brooklyn mm-hmm. for a protected first. I don't think a protected second. It was just a second. Um, yeah. So and then you got Isaiah, Isaiah Whitehead. Whitehead in return, who will be waived. But um, yeah, look, you've gone from being a very financially um, what's the word? Inflexible team. Yeah. Yep. So now there's a lot of flexibility. There's, and a, there's enough the core flexibility. is signed. You got Yoke, you got Murray, you got Gary. Yeah. Um, you got Michael Porter for four years. On and a what it represents deal. to me is is it we represents two. Yeah. It represents a kind of a doubling down on the path they were walking. Yeah. Instead of trying yeah. to be like, let's fast track it, which I think is always so risky. Mm-hmm. I think if you're going to build a contender, do it the right way. Yeah. And they've done that. And I think adding Isaiah Thomas addresses our lack of backup point guard. Honestly, he could be our starting point guard at the start of the season if he comes back healthy. Yeah. Um, play his way into a good good contract, hopefully. That'd be nice. I reckon he's uh, the guy that should be utilised as just a, here's the ball, here's 25 minutes, yeah. score as many points yeah. as you can. No, he and he can do that in Denver quite... Quite easily, considering how high octane their offense is, and also he doesn't need to facilitate because we've got plenty of blokes who love doing that. Millsap, great passing big man. Jokic, the best passing big man in the league, maybe the best passer in the league. What other big men would be the best passing big men? Horford, just thinking always, off the dome. Horford's always one or two in the assists. Mark the souls always. He know, gets a little bit of yeah, gets a little bit of love. Um, but yeah, look, to be honest, it might be Boogie is the other one. Who is, is, uh, it's always Boogie, Horford, Jokic who are jostling for the most for assists the assist among, among centres. But sometimes the best assist doesn't necessarily mean best passer. But yeah. I think Nick Yoke is the best big man passer. Yeah. He honestly might be the best passer in the league. Right? Might be, yeah. He could make the case. Um, so, yeah, it's nice that Isaiah doesn't have to do that. Um, and hopefully he just does exactly what we need him to do. Porter comes back. And then not next season, but the one <laughs> after, we challenge for the, yeah. a dynasty kind of Two... thing. Two... Days have basically turned you guys from being, oh, yeah, we've got a little bit of a tax bill yeah. and we've got a little bit of flexibility if we want to maybe sign another vet to, oh, we owe anyone money and we now have Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. And, and, and enough pieces to have a deep rotation as well. Those moves, you said it oh, probably on the day, I can't remember when it was, some point over the weekend, those moves give you a lineup of potentially eight deep that everyone can shoot. Yeah, and honestly, it's even deeper than that. Yeah. It's just, there's just not enough room for no. 10, 11 people in a rotation. So I'm excited. I think it worked out well. As uh, you found out with the Boston Celtics this year, it can never hurt to just have too many good dudes. Yeah. Because I thought, when I saw the, initially the signing, I was like, oh, that's a great get, but do they really need it? And mm-hmm. like, well... If, imagine if you had um, Isaiah Thomas last year when Gary Harris went down. Yeah, you could play right. Jamal and I. Yeah, I reckon it was a good move. Um, especially, I think he spent two mil, one year, two mil. Yeah, hopefully, right. uh, it plays himself to a big contract. I hope so. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Butler is another player whose contract yeah. is up a popular topic at the moment. Apparently, turned down a four-year, hundred and ten million extension. Um, and then the reason he turned it down is because next year potentially he can make another. I don't think it was double, but I think it was pretty close to okay. um, because of the salary cap spike. So a lot of people initially were like panicking, especially Timberwolves fans, were saying that Butler turning the contract down is a big problem. But is it a big problem or is him just turning it down 
him trying to make more money potentially by signing an extension last year. Because all these rumours have surfaced this off-season that Butler's not really happy with Minnesota. Would you be if you were Jimmy? I'm not sold on him. I'm not no, sold on Thibodeau as a coach. Well, I've always been um, not out, I guess, but I've always put the scepticism in Andrew Wiggins's game. Oh, big time. And yep. I've always said that Cat's he's going to be... Cat's a little flimsy. I said he's going to be Rudy Gay. He's just going to be able to score. Yeah. He'll be quite empty. Yeah, He'll yeah. get you 20 points a game. Harrison Barnes style. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of At least of Harrison Barnes Wiggins rebounds, right mate. Like, True. Wiggins does. Yeah, he's Nothing like 23 and 3. Yeah, 23, 1 and 1. Mm. Like, I've had him a few, few straight years on my fantasy team, expecting him to take the leap. And it's just been like... 18, 2, and 5. Or like 18, 1, and 3. And yeah. it's just like, mate, can you do... He doesn't do some, a lot. At least steal the fucking ball or get a block. You're 6, 8, and you're... you meant to be You can jump out of this fucking world, yeah. you know, block a shot. So I, I agree. I wouldn't be comfortable if I was Jimmy. And interestingly enough, guess where uh, Jimmy is right now? He's training with Demarius Thomas, hmm. who's, who's saying, bro... <laughs> Come to the DEN. He'd be perfect with Denver. Yeah, there's, like, there's a few rumours swirling around because they they obviously are training together and, like, Demarius is, like, laughing about it. Yeah. Not Demarius, I don't know how to say it. Yeah. Um, you know what? He's, well, like, laughing about it. For those it. that don't know, uh, the player Jake's referring to is a Denver Bronco yeah. wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. And so Jimmy keeps just liking all these photos of him laughing about it and people are like, oh, hang on, like, what's going on here? Like... We Who could knows? see a new super team form next year because there's potentially four or three or four really big free agents because we've got maybe KD, Kyrie, Jimmy Butler, Clay Thompson. Yep. Just quietly, two or three of them join up. What's Kawhi's deal as well? Oh, Kawhi. Completely forgot about Kawhi. There you go. So, yeah. Hopefully. We're in for another... I reckon next off-season will be the biggest like, we've, had we've had since probably LeBron's decision. Yeah. Like the 2016 one was this big. This has been a pretty big one. Yeah, the 2016 one was big, but only because of the spike in salary cap yeah. and a lot of bad contracts. I think something similar will happen in 18, but we'll also get those big names moving. Mm. Yeah. I reckon KD, anyway, we'll talk about the yeah. 2018-19 uh, free agency in 12 months' time. Yeah. But yeah, IT is now a nugget. Jimmy Butler, um, I think the Timberwolves should worry. I think they should as well. They've just got a culture of losing. Yeah. And they've... Why don't they go out and just hire, like, the best coach? Like, just be like, we will throw everything at you. We just need to turn this around. Or even, like, a pop assistant, you know? Yeah. Just, like, you have five years to, like, start turning this thing around. Like, it, we don't need to do it overnight. Just build, take five draft, take five first-rounders, make sure they're all high character. Let's build a fucking dynasty. Well, they kind I'm, of... we're sick of this shit. They kind of started to do that, and then they... Um, Tried to fast-track it. By signing, by trading for Jimmy Butler. Yeah, and just like moving all these young players, grabbing this this grizzled old coach who I've just got no faith in, in yeah. Thibodeau. Anyway. Imagine if they were entering this year with Levine, Wiggins, and Cat. Chris Dunn. And potentially another lottery pick. Yeah. Because last and Chris year... Chris Dunn may be playing well. Well, last year, well. if you hadn't have traded for Jimmy Butler, Zach Levine wouldn't have come through for half the year. They wouldn't have won as many games. They probably wouldn't have made the playoffs. They probably would have been around the 11... Oops. Draft mark Like yeah. they would have finished Around 11th 12th yeah. So they could have Potentially got Imagine if you put Michael Porter on that team Mate Yeah I think it was uh, There's yeah. a lot of what ifs I just think in, I did, still. It goes back to what we said A little bit earlier I just think if you If you try and Race a rebuild Like you're just going to get burnt Most of the time Yeah um, But yeah it's a, it's a 
crazy few days in free agency. Great for Denver Nuggets. Yeah. Not so great for Cleveland, but you're, in a, you're going a different path. You're, I'm not too worried about the Cavs at the moment. Look, I have been watching, okay in Summer League. have been watching uh, Colin Sexton play Summer League. Game uh, in an hour, we play the Raptors yep. um, for a spot in the semi-finals, the final four of Summer League. Speaking of the Raptors, uh, a lot of rumours swirling around that they're in the Kawhi Leonard trade market. Mm. Um, would you, A, trade for Kawhi if you're running the Raptors? And B, would you... Want DeMar DeRozan from a San Antonio Spurs perspective, or would you want Kyle Lowry? Because let's be honest, if you're trading for Kawhi, you've you got to get one of those two. You well, they would want at least DeMar. Yeah, Kyle's just a bit old. Well, would you take Kyle on and maybe like a boatload of assets? Yeah, probably. It, if or I'm, if or I'm would Greg... you rather the better player in DeMar? Well, is Greg Popovich going to be there next year? Maybe not. He'd I mean, prob- well, he might not. Everything. He might be there, but he might not be on the sidelines. Yeah, it'd be. I, that change that is the biggest factor for me because like if you give Pop a boatload of assets, all right, I've got a bit of faith. But if they they're giving one of these Pop assistants a boatload, well, yeah, it probably it's it's not impossible. I that think it would that's be what her. will happen. She'll step into the rock because she's the lead assistant now. After a lot of them, as yeah. happens every year, show yeah. off to take head coaching roles because Pop's coaching tree is uh, infect not infecting, but. You can see it uh, yeah. spread out over the entire league. Yeah, look, I would take DeMar um, over Kyle and assets, so but I would not be trading for Kawhi if I was anyone but Magic Johnson. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe a Clipper. <laughs> like, maybe whoever's running Just because of what he's said in the past? Yeah, honestly. Yeah. I, I don't think he's going to pull a Paul George. He's He seems like he's just gone off the fucking deep end, this bloke. That Paul George... Staying like in OKC can... has a lot of people like, oh, maybe we should, like the Sixers, maybe we should just get Kawhi and look, who knows? Well, no one does know, you're yeah. right, but how often does that work? How often have you seen yeah. teams trade for a player? Boogie Cousins is another example. They traded for him Don't get me and he played for X, I think he, well, he lasted about a season and a half, technically. Season and a bit, yeah. But imagine if he just well, ups and leaves. Oh, wait, he did up and leave. Trade for Kyrie Irving. Imagine if he ups and leaves at the end of next year. Yeah. You know, like, I know. a lot of the times these deals don't work out. But yeah. because Paul George was the most recent one, everyone's like, oh, well, we can convince Kawhi. Toronto can convince Kawhi. I reckon they're fucking stupid if they I don't think anyone can convince Kawhi. I don't think Kawhi can convince himself. <laughs> like, he's, he seems like he's lost it. Yeah, I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole. Neither. Unless I was Magic Johnson. Yeah, I'm, I totally agree. And what I think will happen is... This is my prediction for Kawhi Leonard, which I think I'm already on record saying. But I reckon he'll get traded close to the deadline around All-Star break. Well, that's LA. different. That, oh, well, sorry. If you, if you sign him as, like, a le- legit... We're going to try and win this year for the back half of the year. Yeah. Sure. I, I'd be okay with that. And I guess the only team we could probably do that is Philly. Yeah. Right? Um, that would make a bit of sense. Or, you know who could probably do it this year at the deadline? Perhaps. The Warriors. <laughs> they fucking probably could. Imagine that. If it, imagine if you just traded Durant for Kawhi Leonard. Well, that wouldn't make sense, would it? Why not? Because... <laughs> Well, I don't know. You know what? Nothing makes sense anymore. Nothing like. makes sense. Denver is the only is a team who honestly. All right, enough about sense. the Denver Nuggets. Well, they might be in that position. No, I think <laughs> we keep harping back on it, but a superstar win on Denver would make me be like, "Yep, they're going to win a title in the next three years." They might win the next five. Like if you get an all star like Jimmy Butler and plonk it into that lineup. Especially if it's up. a great defender. Yeah, that, well, that's kind of what I was leaning to with Jimmy Butler and Kawhi. Yeah. But 
Yeah, my prediction is that Kawhi will get traded to the Lakers, but if I was Toronto, I would not be trading for Kawhi. If I was Toronto, I'd be resetting. They're not winning it. Well, maybe trading for Kawhi is a path to resetting it. You can have one more year where you try and just go for it with Kawhi. If you can keep Kawhi and DeRozan, that's a pretty good two to have in the end. But if they milk that deep bench, which is what they would have to, then they're they're like a glass cannon, like we've sort of said. Yeah, yeah. Their depth is... Yeah, I just... Just don't touch him. Just yeah. leave, leave him alone. I agree. Leave him be down in San Do the right thing, T.O. Just play another season and give DeMar and Kyle plenty of love. Win 45 games. Get bowed out in the second round. And then... What's going to happen? Starting him. Yeah. I, I just hate... I just... It boggles my mind. We'll, we'll move on after this. These, these GMs who get paid like millions of dollars a year who are just like, no, no, no. Being in the middle is fine. Like, yeah. it doesn't work for anyone. Yeah, there's... <laughs> no I, one's ever won it from the middle. <laughs> we do make it sound like GMs are bad at their job all the time and that it's a very easy job. We understand that we can't get everyone to try and sign. have got a lot of voices in here as well. Absolutely, and it is a business, the, but... The owner has an agenda. True. And it is a business at the end of the day, but it's so right. I see teams just float in the middle for ages. Trade that superstar. Just get the best thing you can get. Yeah. Like... At the end of the day, if you have to trade someone, say, let's use Charlotte, because you just talked about it. And yes, you did say we'll move on after this, and I promise we will move on after this. But if you were Charlotte, you just trade Kemba. Even if you get pick 10 and, I don't know, a future first first or whatever in return, at least you have something and a sense of direction. Like Even if they don't get first-rounders, just take some guys who are like, like Marcus Chris, who yeah. should have been good, who might still be good, but probably won't be. Take a risk on him for a year. See if you can earn a contract. Rodney Hood's another good example. And then fucking bounce out. Just if get I, that top five pick. If who I was a GM, the biggest thing on my whiteboard would be the list of players who could excel in other scenarios. Yeah, Hassan Whiteside is a per- Like, moving from the Kings to the Heat is yep. a perfect example. Yeah. Like, just... Oh, I don't see any... Any value in middling out. Like, Denver did it for five years and we're finally, hopefully, getting out of it if no one does something stupid. Well, at least you're in the right direction. You're trending in the right direction. Right, and it feels so good. But imagine if you were a Charlotte fan who's been doing this for the last 15 fucking years. Mm. You'd be like, can we just do... There wouldn't be many Charlotte fans left. Let's I don't know any, so there you go. Actually... Dan Powell's the only one. I was going to say, I do know one. Um, All right, enough NBA talk. Um, Yeah, I'm sure there'll be some more free agency things that we can wrap up next week. Maybe Capella will find a home. A um, few things we can touch on before we depart. Wimbledon, do you watch uh, much of the tennis this year? Uh, I only checked out the Rafa Djokovic game, which realistically turned out to be the final. Which, it? yeah, was pretty much the game of the tournament. Except for that just absolute beast of a fucking game by the other qualifiers. Yeah, didn't watch it, but apparently that semi-final was boring as batshit. Really? Because... The quality of tennis wasn't uh, as great. Right, like sense. after it got through the four-hour mark, apparently they were both just exhausted, and it was just two lanky dudes who <laughs> couldn't hit winners. On the flip side, I watched the day, technically day two mm-hmm. of. Um, you did say it was awesome, didn't you? Yeah, it was epic. That last set was awesome, and I've always been a big Novak fan. So, mm. like I said at the at the lead-off, I might even do a Novak piece this week. Hey. But, um, yeah, Angie Kerber. Yep. Won the women's over Serena. Good on Serena for getting back to the Wimbledon final after uh, having a kid. 
Yeah. Isn't she fucking unbelievable? Well, I think, honestly, we were talking about it a little bit earlier. Who's the best athlete since the 2000s or something? And I did an article Woods, almost Federer. a year ago to the day. Oh, that's that what was, brought it up, right? Is Roger Federer the best athlete in the last in the 21st century? And I think I think the three best. And yeah. These guys were, or these people all in your list. I think number one is Federer. Yep. Number two is Serena. Okay. And only just. Like, honestly, I think she might be the best athlete since the 2000s or whenever yeah. you said yeah, yeah she's a fucking gun and she doesn't get enough credit luckily it's women true. tennis players get paid enough yeah and so she does get the recognition but man she's been good I think in that originally when I did the article I said that Federer is and that LeBron could be by the time he's done yeah. and Michael Phelps is second Phelps is the best athlete but he hasn't been the best professional athlete yeah if that makes sense like I would like accomplishments no one touches Phelpsy yeah Except for maybe Federer, but um, yeah. If he wins another couple, it would be pretty crazy. But yeah, Serena was also uh, the other one I had in that conversation. Yeah, I got, so. I've got her number two, arguably number one. If Absolute you think, uh, stud. If you have another opinion, if you have someone else that you think is uh, a superstar and should be in this conversation, make sure you check out the article on sportsbefry.com. Tweet at Fry as well. Let him know. Have a mm. conversation with us because it's always interesting. We yeah. like talking to you guys. So That's true. Let us know if you do feel like someone else is being missed off. Kelly Schlatter. Yeah. Kelly Schlater deserves it. Did alright. Tony Hawk. Did his thing. Yeah. Those guys are alright. Chris Judge. <laughs> right up there. Um, enough Wimbledon and shit. World Cup. France won. Um, I didn't predict it. I did predict that they'd go on a big run. Well, technically, this time last week, I said they'd win, didn't I? You did a I pretty... Think. I think you did pretty well with your World Cup predictions, mate. For a bloke who doesn't honestly know a shitload about soccer. I think, you, mate. I think I took about four or five guesses, and I think three or four of them turned out right. So, right. yeah, I'll take it. But Not bad. Um, yeah, how good were France? I was reading something yeah. saying they're ne- by the time next World Cup starts, I think all of their starting eleven will be under the age of thirty-one or something. They're pretty, maybe not all of them, but the majority of them. Like they're pretty set up to be a force. I'm I'm really looking forward to the next World Cup. I think this has just pushed a couple of decent teams into that like really high level, like top yeah. top tier. But also, it just feels like there was a lot more of a groundswell this year than past years. Like, Germany just killed it last World Cup. You're right, months. actually. That's a very but good But this point. year, like, there was some teams who you're like, oh, shit, they could compete next was year. was a pretty good World Cup overall. Yeah, it was. Like, probably a bit underrated. Maybe I didn't get enough airtime. But, um, yeah, I, I think next World Cup, it's left soccer in a good spot. Yeah, and also... I agree. I, it must be said, congrats to Russia. They did a pretty fucking good job. Yeah, they Except did. that weirdness at the start where there was those riots or whatever that got covered up. Oh, yeah. But, you know, that's... Russians are weirdos. Yeah. So but I think honest. they did a good job. And good on the team for fucking doing so well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Piss, uh, off, no. piss off Australia for no. not doing anything. Oh, yeah. God, we were saying this uh, sometime last week. As Australian fans, we don't want a World Cup. No. We're not going to get greedy. No. We want to make it out of the group stage. We just want two and wins. And give us in one more win... So that we can advance out of the 16. That's you know all what? I want. I'll, Actually, take, I'll take 16, mate. You take them out of the group? Give groups? us the 16 first. Yeah, give us the... Yeah, out of the groups first. Then I'll start looking. Just give us two fucking wins. Two. Well, two... I was well, banking one win on, and two draws. I was banking on two wins getting us to the top eight. Because we never seem to win. If we get two wins, mate, we probably yeah, will go all the way. <laughs> no shit, mate. Yeah. Anyway, Ronaldo to Juventus was another uh, pretty popular topic this week. Yeah. It's, uh, he's, he's sort of... Fading a little bit, or we'll start to. Yeah. I guess he's a sim. He's almost done a bit of a LeBron here, hasn't he? Well, someone pointed out that he and LeBron's like career paths and their like decisions is actually quite similar across yeah. the board. Yeah. Where did um, Cristiano start out? 
We started at a place called Sporting and okay. played like 30 games there, oh, I think. Yeah. But then was Man U. Oh, that's... Fuck, that's right. It was Man U for, I think, oh, off the dome about five years, Quite, four yeah, years. Yeah, there for a while. Yeah, and then went to Real. It's been a Real for the last seven. Yeah, just killed it. Something like that. So, yeah. yeah. He did a bit of a LeBron there. Pretty big uh, move. I'll definitely have to watch a lot of the Sierra A, uh, a lot more of the Sierra A now that Ronaldo's in... Uh, Juventus colours. Only other player I know who's ever played for Juventus is my favourite soccer player of all time, Edgar Davies. And so him going to the Juventus, I'm all on the Juventus train. Dude, I don't think I've ever watched a Juventus game. So we're starting uh, starting a new chapter, that's for sure. Uh, Before we wrap up and conclude this week's Sunday sit-down, we have to, of course, do a couple of birthday shout-outs. Pretty um, good, pretty good day. Couple of solid ones and a great one. And a great one, yeah, true. Um, I'm interested to see which one you leave until the great one, because we, we might. We know who the great one is. <laughs> well, we'll see. There's three. First one I'm going to talk about is Damien Lillard, who's my favourite on the list. Uh, I love Damien Lillard. Don't think he'll be a Portland Trailblazer hmm. this time next year. Yeah, I, I think he might be. I, I got a funny feeling he might actually be one of those truly good blokes. Who's like, I'm going to fucking stay with these guys. I don't, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think he'll get, will I don't think he'll leave in free agency. I reckon he'll get traded. traded. Um, because, but that would be because he wanted a trade. Maybe. I don't know. I just think Portland's kind of another team that's well, yeah. in the upper end of the middle. Um, granted, they were like a three seed last year, but hopefully they can, yeah. they can click this year. But I, so. I don't think they will, and I think when they don't, they'll trade Dane. Yeah, okay. Interesting. I, I think he, I think he might stay there. He's 28 today, by the way. I think he might stay there. Happy birthday, Dane. Uh, you, you do the next one, mate. Well, no, I don't know which one you think is the great one, so I'm going to let you do it. Do you know what I mean? This, this, is, what, this is what I mean. Okay. Well, I'll do, I'll do the great one next thing. Okay. My favourite oh, is Dane, but the great one has got to be Forrest Whitaker. Okay. All right. I might have led towards the next one. Honestly. Okay. Just for a bit of an icon status. Maybe, okay. yeah. But I love Forrest Whitaker for ages... I don't think I've ever told you this. I had no idea what his name was. Oh, I just always used to, I'd see him in a movie and I'd be like, that guy, you know the one with, with the, the funny eye? <laughs> with the eye. I reckon you could say that and most people would be like, oh, probably. Yeah. But yeah, massive Forrest Whitaker fan. Happy birthday, Forrest Whitaker. Now you can do the last one. Well, the last one is an absolute hero, you could say. Tis. He's a, he's a real hero, baby. And uh, that's Gabriel Iglesias. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> uh, Gabriel yeah. is uh, a long-time fan favourite. Huge fan favourite. Sexual icon, yep. Latin icon, fantastic. Uh, and he's, he's good for sport and he's good for my life. So that's why he's the number one in my eyes. Uh, not sure about you, but uh, good on you. Happy birthday, Gabe. How old do you reckon Gabe Glace is? He uh, must be close to 40s, right? Yeah, I think for... Oh, to be honest, I can't even remember how old he was when I looked it up. But yeah, I'd say... If he's in his 40s, that makes me feel so fucking old. Like, <laughs> anyway, carry on. Anyway... Uh, player. As you were, uh, thank you for tuning in to the Sports by Fry Sunday sit-down. That is uh, a wrap. We'll be doing, I think, with the exception of our trade video on Thursday, uh, might do another pod during the week. Uh, but otherwise, uh, yeah, that's it. Done and dusted. <laughs> Terrible wrap-up. I, th- I was thinking about the things I need to wrap up with, but uh, I've got nothing. Yep. So thank you for joining me, JLo, thank no you for mate. listening, fans. Good luck with your AFL fantasy team in round 17. Uh, until next time, though, peace. <laughs>